Hello everyone, welcome to That Girl Liz, uh, my first episode of my new podcast. Um, so with this podcast, um, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, all my friends, my close friends uh, know like this has been a passion of mine. Um, you know, just to kind of tell you guys a little bit about what this podcast is about. It's just about me, right? I think my life has been just a constant up and down. Um, there hasn't really been a stability, right? And what I mean by that, like something that's just constant. And I mean constant more than two years, three years, just constant. Like with my routines, with my daily life and so forth. So I kind of just want to share like my ups, my downs, you know, my depressive states, you know, the different states of Liz. Um, so I kind of wanted to start here. I think, you know when it comes to us as human there's a lot of things that we suffer from in silence um and i think there's a lot of things that we don't speak on because it's it's taboo or we think we're going to be judging so forth so i'm very passionate about depression and you know it's something i've suffered from since i was a kid right um since i was eight to be exact um it's been a long battle it's been a hard battle but i've been fighting it every single day and i thank god every day for just being alive and keeping it pushing um but this year has been one of those years um a lot happened this year i will say that i thought this year was gonna be the best one yet and i'm not gonna lie it probably is going to be the best one yet you know right now it's good but it's not as great as i thought i'll be um, and I landed in the hospital and, you know, somewhere I thought I would never be again, but I landed there. And I do think that that was somewhere I needed to be at that time. Um, I do believe that everything happened for a reason, but I just started like thinking about what's next. I started realizing like, I haven't been living for Liz I've been living for everybody else. I've always prioritized my job over my well-being. And I said, you know what? This time, I'm going to take that time for myself and just work on Liz and what makes Liz happy. Um, Whenever you go into counseling, therapy, or like, you know, whatever it is, um, partial hospital, like whatever it is, they always ask you, what makes you happy? Um, And I always find myself (laughs) stuck on that. Because my answer is nothing makes me happy. Uh, When I look back at things that made me laugh, it's like I wasn't really happy. I was happy for that moment. But after that moment was done, I wasn't happy anymore. So I never have the answer to that. And I really wanted to take this time to like really work on what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is helping people, talking about my depression, you know, talking about a way to navigate through life. You know, being a cheerleader for others, um, supporting my friends, you know, supporting other people. And I said, what better way to do that than a podcast? I wanted to to share my story because I do believe that it could help somebody else. I do believe um, it can make a difference, whether it's one person, two people, or 100 people. It doesn't matter. I just really feel like my story can make a difference. And I do think that it's something that should be heard. Um, and I think that it would also help me. Um, it will help me cope. It will also help me deal with different things. Of course, any feedback is welcome as well. Um, so I just wanted to talk about it. 
Um, so let's start about what happened to Liz this year. <laughs> so as most of you probably know, well, my friends are listening, probably know. Um, I've worked for this company for a very long time. Um, I left for two years and came back to a company I loved. Um, and things were going great. You know, like last year was like such a great year for me. Um, and when we talk about work, I was striving. It was just like, just a good, I always strive on my job. That has never been a problem because I'm always a person that just always goes over and beyond. And work is, was my everything. And a lot of people told me like, you know, work shouldn't be everything. It's so unhealthy. My mom said it so many times. One of my friends said it all the time. And it was just always something that everybody said, but I didn't really understand why they were saying that to me. Because to be honest, I feel like it was good that I wanted to work all the time. I think it was good that I wanted to put my all into my job. I think it's good to go over and beyond, you know, it's good to want to be successful. But what I didn't realize that they were telling me is like, work cannot be your everything. There has to be something else. And I understand that now more than ever, because, you know, as things happened this year, um, I got a new boss for my old boss. By the way, my old boss was amazing. Such an amazing woman that's still in my life right now. Um, and has impacted me in so many ways. Um, and I got this new boss and, you know, he started um doing things to me um and when i look back at it you know i think you know i lost myself a little bit during that time i lost everything that made me me um i lost my voice my sense of humor um i lost the person um that i love right the confident person the one that you know things happen and like she's always turning around and just turning into a positive and so forth. But I was just so down and depressed by everything he said, things he said behind my back, um, things that he did to me, things he said on the calls, you know, like just a constant, you know, bickering, I'll say. Um, and it got me to the point that, you know, I wanted to kill myself. So in February, I can't remember what date now, um, because my mind is going blank because I'm so nervous telling the story because it's also kind of embarrassing as well. Um, but it was February something, um, you know, I decided that I wanted to kill myself. So I wrote a note to my mom. Um, I did let her know to shoot, sue the company that I was working for, um, because I felt like they were responsible for my death because they allowed this man to behave this way. And I was so angry. Like I came home from being around this man. He knew I was depressed and he asked me to take pictures. Right. And I felt like, you know, I told this man the day before that I wanted to kill myself, but he still asked me to take pictures for LinkedIn. And I was not my best self. Like I was just not my best self. I was really out of it. And, you know, I came home and I remember my mom sitting on the couch and I became emotional and I started crying, you know, I was emotional. I was just, I was just so like down. I could not believe like where I was at because it's been a while since I've been there. Um, 
almost three years or four years. It's been a really long time since I've been that depressed um, to the point that I was having suicidal thoughts because suicidal thoughts is something I suffer from all my life. But this was like the next extent. Like it was just so bigger than what I've ever felt before because the reason I wanted to kill myself was because of work and work has always been my outlet, my everything. Um, went upstairs, was going to take some pills, realized it not, it's not going to work. Then I thought about some other ways to kill myself and I came up with an efficient way. Don't want to share because I don't want anybody to have any ideas. Um, but yeah, uh, my friend ended up calling the cops and I remember running and then my mom started, you know, losing her mind because I ran from the cops. So I ended up stopping and they brought me home, you know. I will say me running out the house was really like a scene from like Get Out, um, the movie. Um, so definitely a good memory, but not the not the best memory. <laughs> so yeah, so that happened, landed in the hospital. And at first I didn't want to be in the hospital. That hospital was the worst hospital ever. Um, and I've had good experience with hospitals before, but this specific hospital was not a good hospital at all. Had me in the wrong unit. oh my god that's a story for another time but I then came home and I said I was going to do partial hospital um, because it's worked for me before and I actually had a really great experience to the ones I went to in New York Um, so yeah so I did that and it was actually not bad um the place I was going to, like, at first it was good. The guy, um, Tim, was really, really good. Um, but then I went to another part of the group, the second part, um, when you're in PHP um, versus IOP. So I did that, and when I stepped down, um, I got to this group, and I didn't like it because I wasn't processing, it was just art, and I really didn't feel like it was helping me, because I felt like I needed a process, because there was so much heaviness going through through my mind, and through my chest, I was just feeling so much, and I just needed to let it out, and to be honest, I really wasn't feeling any better, so I started researching, because I kind of got kicked out from that group, um, because I said I, I was having a 10 for suicide. I rated my, I'm sorry, I rated my suicidal thoughts a 10. So when I did that, um, she immediately said, like, I couldn't be in the group anymore. Can you imagine going to a place for fucking help? Excuse my language. And then they tell you, they can't help you because you're having suicidal thoughts. Like, isn't that why I'm there? Like, come on. I'm there for you to help me. And you're telling me you can't help me because I'm too depressed? How crazy is that? So I then ended up going to another place called Connections. And I will say that was the best thing that ever happened to me. I had such an amazing experience there. And to be honest with you, that is the longest time I've ever done partial. And... I'm always rushing to go to go to work. I'm always rushing to, you know, go back to work to do things. And, you know, I don't want to miss work. I want to go back to work so I could do what I do um, and just be happy and so forth. But this was the first time I allowed myself to actually focus on Liz. And what I realized was how much I hated who I am. And 
at first I was just there processing about everything that happened at work because man it was just so much um so 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 much um and then I was angry at myself for being weak and then after that I was angry for not reaching out to people I knew that could help me and then I was angry that I let someone belittle me so much that I thought I was worthless um so I went through all these emotions but then I started like thinking like how do I stop myself from isolating um and being in this dark place where I'm just thinking about the same thing over and over and can't get over it so I started thinking you know like building routines and so forth and I will tell you you know I finish partial but it's still hard um you know building a routine, you know, understanding my emotions, how I'm feeling and, you know, getting to love myself again, it's a process. And sometimes you don't realize how hard it is. You know, every time someone calls me, it's like, Oh, how you doing? Um, but I realize I always brush off the question. I'm like, good. How about you? And then it's all about them. I never really take time to really share how I'm feeling because, you know, when you struggle with something and um, that's kind of embarrassing, I think people sometimes view you as weak, even the people closest to you. Um, some people don't really understand it. They don't like it's such a like thing that people don't talk about. So it's really hard to understand. And to be honest with you, prior to me coming to America, I didn't know about depression. You know, um, I didn't know anything. My mom didn't know anything until I told her to educate herself and all that stuff. But it's been a lot and it's been a journey. So it's so hard for me to say, yeah, yeah, I'm not okay. Right. And it's so hard for me to express like what I actually need from the people around me. You know, it's so easy to talk to my mom and tell her what I need, but to tell your friends that are around you what you need from them, that hard that shit is hard you know that's very very hard um and it's hard because you don't want someone to be down because of what you told them you don't want what you're saying to impact them in any way you don't want to bring any negativity in your life and you don't want to seem like a debbie downer um or you don't want to seem like you're not strong enough or give them you know something you know to use against you later so like all those things go through my mind. Um, so as I've been having these off days and, you know, really enjoying this time off um, to really work on my mental health um, and people asking me like, what's next? What's next? Um, what's next is for Liz to work on Liz. What's next is to work on things that make me happy. What's next is to look in the mirror and just love who I am, who I'm becoming, and be happy with what I see looking back at me. Um, and most of all, this podcast is what's next. It is something I'm passionate about. Um, I'm also like want to volunteer and, you know, spend time with my two doggies. You know, and just really enjoy these little moments. Um, people always ask me, what are you going to do for money? You know, and all that kind of stuff. I said, I'll think about it when that it becomes a problem. Um, by no means am I rich or anything like that. But 
I just want to do what makes me happy. And I think a lot of times we tend to do things for money rather than what actually makes me happy. And at the end, you know, I'm really happy with what happened with my boss because I was never going to leave that company, right? I was never. It's a company I loved for years. I still love, to be honest with you. Um, It's been such a good company to me. I've met the most the most amazing people um people that i still talk to to this day you know like i do think people come into your life to make a difference like whether it's for one minute two minutes five an hour like people come into your life for a reason sometimes it's for a lifetime and this company has allowed me to meet the most amazing people that have changed my life and i mean like changed my life um the person i am the person i grew up to be um you know the hard-working person i am like learning about the business knowing understanding thinking outside the box like i love a challenge and that's why i love this company um because i love a challenge and like to fix things but i'm just ready for the next journey because i do believe everything that played out with my boss happened to lead me here to doing what I've been talking about for years and that is helping others with depression helping others navigate this thing that we call life it's such a freaking struggle okay it is okay to not be okay and you know I say that to myself all the time but sometimes I don't even understand what it means you know and it's because I'm down or my emotions is not where it needs to be. And then sometimes like today, like I understand what it means, right? It really hits home. And it's like, I just want to let people know that it is okay to not be okay. It's okay to not have the answer. It's okay to be sad. It is okay to not want to get out of bed. It's okay to not shower. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not less than you're, you're just as great as everybody else. But that's just something that you just need to work on. And it is okay. Like it's something that you shouldn't feel embarrassed about. You shouldn't feel less than. And no one, no one, no one, no one, no one should make you feel less than. And I just want us to start having conversations about these things. Because people like are so like judgmental. And because they're so judgmental or they just don't understand. We are then scared to then talk about it. And sometimes... We sometimes think people are going to be judgmental when in all reality, people might not be. We have to open ourselves. And I could tell you like the last few years, people I became friends with have learned so much um, thanks to me sharing their journey because it wasn't something that they believed in, you know, including my mom, you know, like she comes from a culture that depression is not a thing and she worked hard to understand it. And I do feel like when people love you, they would make an effort. They'll make an effort to be there for you. They'll make an effort to change who you, who they are and come to an understanding or do whatever it is to take to make you feel comfortable. And that's when you know they care about you. Well, that's all I have today. I know that was a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Until next time.